So I was telling you, she, she asked me to pull it out, and it sounded ur- urgent. Mm-hmm. So I just... And, and apparently I did it too fast. All right? And I don't know. It, the way she said it just made it sound like she said, pull it out. And I did. So it, it was kind of like I, I pulled it like I was starting a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. So that that's... And so we're not meeting ever again. So welcome to the Transmit Podcast. Uh, I'm Spike. I'm Victor. I'm Samantha. And um, that was, was that was your credit card that you're talking about? It, yeah, I don't know what you. Yeah. What? Oh, you, you, yeah. <laughs> I can see how that could look. Yeah, it was. Listen, you know, you leave the chip in. It's it's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, today we have a pretty good show for you because we're starting Quentin Tarantino month. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, but actually, to sort of like bridge the gap between Black History Month and Quentin Tarantino Month, it's you know it's our. Uh, Transmit prescribed month named Quentin Tarantino month. Oh yeah, uh, we watched Django Unchained, and we watched it definitely because of that, and not because we couldn't find Jackie Brown easily. Yeah, That's absolutely the reason. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but first we have a couple of things, um, and this actually kind of um, it's sad. It hits it hits home. It, it, well, it hits home a little bit because there's chickens. In our backyard. Yeah, it's both sad, but also kind of triumphant. Sort of. We don't know what happened. So anyway, a rooster killed its owner during a banned cockfight um, in India. So a man was killed by, I believe it was the owner. I think I had heard this. Um, Was killed by a rooster with a blade attached to its leg during an illegal cockfight in southern India. Police said, bringing focus on a practice that continues in some Indian states and also in the United States, despite a decades-old ban. The rooster, with a three-inch knife tied to its leg, fluttered in panic and slashed its owner, 45-year-old Tengula Satish, in his groin. Oh, last. So it hit his femoral, most likely. Most likely, but still, you, you, when you think groin, you think dick. <sighs> Said he was injured. Oh, he was injured while he prepared the rooster for a fight. He was hit by the rooster's knife in his groin and started bleeding heavily. And the man died on his way to the hospital. It's one of those things you don't think like, I'm going to die from my fighting rooster. He thought he woke up that day and thought this is just going to be a normal average day. Maybe a little excitement for me, but not not death like excitement. Well, apparently last year a man was killed when a blade attached to his bird's leg hit him in the neck. And then in 2010, a rooster killed its owner by slashing his jugular. What? So this is kind of like you know on you, you're like you're, occupational hazard. Like you strap a blade to a to a to a lot what like a five pound fowl. How much does a does a rooster weigh? Would you say? Uh, well, it depends. Some of these fighting roosters, these guys are. I would probably say, depending on like how tall they are, between like eight and twelve pounds. So they're not. They're not light. No, they're not. And you're strapping a three-inch blade to each of their legs, and the, and they're fluttery too. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if either of you have seen the two boys in our backyard get really unhappy with each other and start like basically doing this, but right? with without you know blades attached to their feet, and you know that's not something I want to get in the middle of. Oh God, no! Because while they're not human aggressive they are um they're jerks yeah if, if you freak them out they they, they just spa- it's like if i spazzed out while holding two knives around you she's <laughs> like no no here just you know i'm gonna i need to wash your face hang on and then i just start like flailing at well, you 
our cocks aren't aggressive. Well, speak for yourself. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that. The so, roosters in our backyard are not very. They're really not aggressive. We, we're not yeah. making them like fight each other. Fight each other. We're not toughening toughening them up. Yeah, we're not we, like you know making them do push ups and like yelling at them and stuff. You're sitting there, <laughs> Maggie. Your last easy day was yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I do threaten to eat them all the time because oh, yeah. they're really disrespectful. <laughs> so I can imagine that these roosters have been made to be very aggressive and angry. Yeah, they probably pick them for their temperament, not for like, oh, these look beautiful. Yeah, I mean. So it wouldn't be kind of, there's, you know, there's, out of the realm of possibility for one of these to jump up and slice you. Well, I mean, we've, I think, I think we've gotten pretty lucky with the two <laughs> roosters that we have. Um, because one's, one's the, the older one and then the younger one is his son actually. Um, and so it's, it seems like kind of that, um, easygoing attitude was passed down to the son, which is nice. Um, but I mean, I can pick the dad up, he'll run away from me, but I can pick him up and hold him and he doesn't try to hurt me or anything. He eats really nicely out of my hand, whereas the hens are rude, like, (laughs) But I've seen him, like, prepare to fight a bird of prey that tried to swoop into the yard. And they make this, like, really terrifying, like, dinosaur screech. And, you know, if if it was, like, a dark place and I was sleeping and all of a sudden this noise is right next to my ear, I'd, 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 I'd poop. You'd say, I wonder, am I in a horror movie? I'd, I'd poop. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, remember when... um. When the uh, Kramer got a from from from, from enough friends, goddamn it, from Seinfeld got a rooster, and they kind of did a lighthearted take on cockfighting in New York. No, no I don't remember that. Yeah, oh, but, I slightly remember yeah, that. But, yeah, but. like that, that stuff that yeah would not fly today. Like, oh yeah, it, it was a little cockfight, and they ran off, and it was all so fun and silly. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. That, you would not be doing that today. It's not just dangerous for the cocks; it's dangerous for the. For everyone the involved. Cock handlers. So, hey, remember um, how you like 80s stuff? Yes. Well, check this shit out. I can't believe you just said cock handler. <laughs> oh, snap. Striking while the iron is hot. Okay, so... So... Incense? Yeah. Um, do, do you like incense and the classic... Sci-fi um, horror-ish movie, comedy. Uh, sci-fi horror comedy. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, I don't really like incense, so I'm probably not gonna. <laughs> You're like what? Get this. You you could have an incense burner. That was pretty cool. That smokes like yeah, right. Well, so I mean that's you know that's one cute little invention, but apparently Minnesota has like you know, is known for some interesting inventions. Apparently like they came out with yeah. microwave popcorn from Minnesota. Um, really? but yeah, actually it's something that oh, I, oh, I, we're, um, we're already moving on. Yeah, we're moving on. Oh, I was going to say, I, was, I had a whole the joke about the scant 36 ish years after the height of the cultural, like phenomenon yeah, that was I Ghostbusters. Thought, I thought you were going to, yeah, I, I was, I was moving on. I had a whole, I, I, striking while the iron is hot. I, I figured. I thought, uh, yeah, yeah, but then I, suddenly I thought I was going to let you talk and that, you know, no, just go ahead. I guess that's just. All but uh, the new Ghostbusters is coming out, though. Yeah, eventually one one day. 
Okay. Okay. You know what? Fine. Listen. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to move on to this interesting invention f- out of Minnesota. Is it because you keep complaining about having Look to change underwear? Average butt. <laughs> that's a fu- that's an o- that's a fine butt. I would squeeze that butt any day. So a company from Minnesota called Herc Leon appeared on Shark Herc Week. Leon. And pitched their bed sheets Shark you don't tank. have to Shark, watch Shark, Shark, Shark tank. for months. <laughs> Shark Tank. That'd be a weird tie-in for Shark Week. They just play episodes of Shark Tank on Discovery Channel. Oh <laughs> they do now. <laughs> you know, we're talking about underwear, and then you're talking about Shark Week. Like, I want you to think about the fact that Shark Week is, is you know, like a, a fun little, little clitch, clitchy way to refer to... Uh, women's menstruation too so we're talking about oh yeah underwear bo- and you said shark week and so i'm just uh, you I'm said just, you said shark week i did not say shark you, you, week. i did oh that was a freudian slip there well then I, you know I, it was me so <laughs> it appeared on shark tank um so hercleone's <laughs> I'm just laughing at myself now entire business model is based around things you don't need to wash as often and they'll still smell great, which includes apparently self-cleaning underwear. This is a godsend for every lazy person out there. <sighs> that you can wear for hmm. days or weeks without why. No, listen, our servicemen and women. No. Yes. How, what is, what are they? Are, it's see, science. They're which selling means them. that it's just a bunch of chemicals. Dude. It's great. Okay. So we should order these and try them out for the week and then review them on the prod, on the podcast. Yes, yeah, Sam. You're always complaining about having to like change your underwear. So this is like your chance. You're always saying, like, God, I have to wash them, I have to fold them, I have to put them in a drawer, and I'm sitting there like, I, I don't need to hear this much about your underwear, but, right? She's always going on about it. It's more like you. You're... So... Oh, dude, it's called yes and, not no and go fuck yourself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So their products, including... Yeah, in that situation, it was a no, go fuck yourself. Yeah, so. yeah, you could have helped me out there on this one. So their products, including underwear, are made with a fabric they call Herc Fiber, which they claim is a bacteria-fighting fabric. Hmm. And um, they have an Indiegogo posting for the underwear. They say it fights bacteria, stays cool, stays dry, is luxury soft, ultra durable, and blocks UV waves. So you can wear them to the beach i was gonna ask like how much like your regular underwear not like your swim trunks how often is like are you counting on your 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 boxer briefs to block uv waves hmm. like i'm sitting there like boy my ball sack is getting a lot of uv raves i need new underwear raves yeah we're raving in the uv light okay why do it block <laughs> uv waves what's the i don't know why like, normally don't jeans do that or like regular slacks hmm. i mean weave woven fabric is like it's kind of i guess that's a cool thing to add yeah i guess i think that's like i guess if you don't have uv rays it makes your uh underwear cleaner i guess also when when you think the uv rays would kind of help kill the germs yeah um you wouldn't want to block them now uh when somebody said when they said herc fiber am i and they said it fights uh, bacteria am i the only one who pictured hercules from uh uh kevin sorbo fighting bacteria like just punching it i imagined uh disney hercules disney, oh disney hercules uh, did you yeah. picture hercules in new york the Arnold Schwarzenegger i was gonna version? say i pictured arnold nice that's really? very yeah. those, no that's a, that's a classic herc not nothing, nothing so all three that. of us imagine different hercules yeah no, it's very telling I, I watched a lot of hercules legendaries during, let me that, that that very um bromantic relationship between uh hercules and eolus was great well, because it was. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of of Zena and Gabrielle. Yeah, that 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 had some strong 
some strong under and overtones. Because too. it was Hercules fighting bacteria, I immediately I immediately went to the cartoon realm. Oh, and yeah. I just saw like a cartoon Hercules fighting cartoon bacteria. I, I guess, of yeah, like that, a, that makes sense. Inside of like a blood, like a vein or something. <laughs> okay, so look, uh, we, we watched Django Unchained. Django. Damn you, Django. You guys are ridiculous. I'm changed. Uh, it's a green band trailer. Yeah, so it's, it, 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 it will have way this less is, cussing in this blood. Unfortunately. There ain't no grace. Oh, it's from Johnny Cash, man. Oh, yeah, he wasn't in the. I don't think he was in the. Yeah. Movie, there ain't no he wasn't. I mean, sorry, his music this music was in it. Was it? Yeah. I did not remember that. I'm pretty sure it was Good literally. Old this. evening, gentlemen. No, this this was something else. Amongst your inventory, I've found that to believe is a specimen. I'm yeah, it was a much more like surface. It wasn't like a truck. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard this. Right right Django, then you're exactly the one I'm looking for. Hey, stop talking to him. Calm down. I'm simply I mean, a customer trying to You can't go wrong with Christoph Waltz, right? Pants. Oh, very well. He's an Austrian who's always playing a German. Right. Yeah. Do you know what a bounty hunter is? And now this. Oh, yeah, no, 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 you notice that bit there. All the, they show you. And they give you reward. They show you all these reactions. They are bigger the reward. Of white people to this black man riding on a horse, unfettered. Like. And it's like. <laughs> it's like they saw someone with a dick thrown out of their forehead. <laughs> Worse. They caught my wife. And they sold her. But I don't know who to. We visit every plantation until we find now, Yeah, like I thought uh, Hidden Figures was bad. The dust. I agree to give you your freedom. It's terrible. And I'll it's terrible. take you to rescue your wife. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where are we going? You were shaking your head the whole time, Vic. You're like, like yes! Racist Sheldon would make <laughs> racist Leonardo DiCaprio. You had oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you what? got nothing. Or racist Leonardo attention. DiCaprio would make racist Sheldon look like. The most woke dude. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> All he did was like black some stuff out. How do you like the bounty hunting business? Kill white folks and they pay you for it? What's not to like? <laughs> I like the way you die, boy. <laughs> he is a rambunctious sword, ain't he? <laughs> What's your name? Django. The D is silent. <laughs> okay, so in the trailer there, hmm. they kind of condensed like two of the main storylines, or two of like the plot elements, like where it's like he's learning how to become a bounty hunter. Yeah, he goes on his first like bounty hunt, and also the one where he's looking to find his wife. Like we got to find every plantation. No, no, that was for when they're finding the the Brittle Brothers. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was still it was like yeah, it's a trailer, so it's it's always gonna not go one hundred percent. But that. That opening scene was one of my favorite, you know, where the like he's like meeting Django, because mm -hmm. he, he, I just love the, like, this dentist with the spring tooth. Oh my god, it was terrible. Coming out of the the darkness. Oh, yeah. And I I do like um the the theme. That's where they start early with the theme of like um language being like how they describe um who is like in who. Who is like not a, a savage for lack of a better term, I guess. Uh, yeah, because like okay. who's civilized, right? I think that's the yeah, I mean, another way you can describe it. Who's civilized? Who's not civilized? Well, yeah, because like if you go to like Mr. Candy or Monsieur Candy, mm -hmm. like his thing was like white people are civilized because he's a racist, and um, 
you know, he has all these cultural artifacts trying to state as such. But mm-hmm. realistically, you got this guy, Schultz, showing up with who's English as a second language who just talks circles around everybody. Yeah, he knows French, talks circles around everybody, <laughs> everybody German, that's right. there. Right. Even all the Americans. Speakers. Yeah. And he's using words that like they don't know. And he's like, just and they're trying. all like, you speak English. Yeah, like, but from that first scene, it's like, I'm just trying to ascertain, stop speaking the fancy words. <laughs> I mean, that's, I feel like that's something that you will still see today is that people whose first language is English, particularly Americans, um, will, like, it's like they kind of take it for granted. And because they're monolingual, they, they kind of slack off in fully acquiring the language. But when you get to people who are multilingual, you know, they're generally trying to learn all of the languages like fully and completely. And, and, um, I, I think that that's, it's actually a pretty, um, consistent sort of language trope through the years. Like it's, it's a, what that's true but but i think here it, it serves a purpose it, do, it does but it's it's definitely yeah. linguistically pretty freaking accurate yeah because yeah. like mr candy he has like this like this whole cultural thing he's talking about how like there's like black people can aspire to be exceptional like and that's the best word he can use for him but he's sitting there like what what is he's like sitting there like a, he can't figure out what panache means like, mo- like everyone in this room knows what panache means, and we're not like, hey, wait, are you an English major? You used, you a say- linguistics major. Okay, so useless, but still, you know what panache? We know what panache means. Yes. And I'm. Uh, Do you know what panache means? Panache. Yeah, it's like uh, flair. It's like that right? chocolate. Yeah. Oh. Like, what's well, yeah? It's a sense. It's a sense of. It's a sense of Damn it! See, I'm I'm not cultured <laughs> enough to know chocolate chocolate references. See, that's that's my nosh. no. The D is silent. It's just nosh. <laughs> yeah, nosh. A nosh. But yeah. Oh so. my god. Okay, I, I get the I get the. I get the. It's like gnat, but it's. Yeah, and so like all the all the slaves can actually speak English rather well, but like the like one of those slave guy the the guy with the dog he sits there like he he talks like. Yeah, so yeah, Quentin Tarantino is definitely making a point with uh, language in this film and culture. You can't gussy up your savagery with culture. It's like trying to polish a turd. Gussy up your savagery with oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. Because yeah, like Mr. Candy, he he's he, he likes to he has all this pretense, like the the slave owner who gets Django's wife, and he's got like you know he he likes to be called Monsieur Candy, but he can't speak French. He, he's kind of an idiot. He gets played. Until like Samuel L. Jackson like points out, oh hey, um, they're not here to buy a mandingo; they're here to buy that chick. Yeah, he's a goddamn idiot, and like you know, he, Christoph Waltz is sitting there like you know after he like remembers seeing like the guy get torn apart by dogs. They're playing Beethoven, or um, is it Beethoven? It's it's like a, it's like a German composer on the harp. Yeah, I think all, it was. I think it was. Yeah, it's like, yeah. and he's he's like sitting there like stop playing Beethoven because like these these like savages appropriate his culture. Yeah, and just and this is like the truest form because they're they're not culture; they're just a bunch of animals that happen to have money in this case, and they use that as a patina over their over their mm-hmm. well savagery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and that's that's kind of what's interesting too when you look at. I mean, obviously, a lot of what we see in this film isn't like 
Oh, it's not strictly, historical fact, yeah. but it's it's using um, kind of these like myths about that time in order to kind of drive home the actual reality of of what it was like in the in the 1860s. Yeah. And <clears throat> white people generally thought that black people were animals. They were inferior savages mm-hmm. they were in fear and they i mean the same about the native americans that's how they treated every non-white person and I, but they are they are the actual animals they're yeah. the monsters they're the inferior like straight up genetically in and uh-huh. everything like like look at everyone's teeth like have you never heard of like Brushing your teeth or like chewing yeah. leaves. Uh, mm. See, the women had nice teeth. Well, yeah, maybe they're the saying something about they're yeah. saying something about the teeth, probably. As yeah, well. I think yeah, because Mister Candy had like those brown teeth. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah the, I think that that was more like that was a visual representation of the rot that was like inside. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say though, uh, Schultz is from Germany, yes. and they probably have a different view on. I'm pretty sure they have a different view on black people because I'm not quite certain about the history there, but I'm just assuming at this point that slavery wasn't a big thing in like Germany in the 1850s at the time, whereas slavery was like a huge part of the economic engine of like the South. So they had to, they had to have those beliefs to keep their system going. Mm -hmm. Like if they, if they were all of a sudden like believed that black people were like, Oh, they're actually, equally humans just like we are it would fuck up their whole entire society so they had yeah. to like perpetuate this belief and then people coming from the outside are like you guys are fucking crazy like what's well, going on that, here? that's the thing is it wasn't quite that because um remember this is actually a rather nuanced <laughs> look at slavery at the time is that christoph waltz he doesn't like slavery but he's fully willing to use it mm-hmm. he's a he just straight up says like it's it's rather like re it because if you he lived doesn't in that time, want to enslave yeah. Django, but he's like, but it serves a purpose for me right now because I need to find well, the brittle. And brothers. I feel yes. and I feel bad. So it's a it's a rather nuanced look of how like someone at that time who was yeah, progressive yeah, yeah. would would view slavery for sure. But yeah. I feel like um, he like he at least saw like more in Django that like no one else would see. Like he's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, these are just these are just people, you know, like there's slavery happening, but like. He saw like he didn't believe in like the true genetic. Oh yeah, that's, no, he had yeah. no problem. He had no problem putting a gun in his hand, putting him on a horse, um, basically give, trusting that this man wouldn't like ride off while he was sleeping. Yeah, with a gun and a horse, because he recognized that there was. A, a, maybe there was something honorable in Django that he wouldn't just do that. Yeah. Um, because he told him like, Hey, I just, I need your help for this thing. And technically I own you, but I'm, I'm, I don't really want to act like that, but this benefits me for this time. And then after that, you know, you're not a slave. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I was saying earlier, it's, it wasn't the beliefs of the South were not embedded in his culture. No, for sure. I mean, they, the, the. Atlantic slave trade really d- it didn't hit Europe. Well, I think I think as much. I think it was, but I think um, yeah. See, I I don't know about that for sure, but I I yeah. only assume that like well, I'm gonna look it up. That well, slavery was like a 
much more prevalent in the United States. And it like, it was like starting, just starting to leave Europe. And I, I believe the United States was like one of the last countries to like get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. Um, oh, well here, while we're. So it, according to Statista, um, I think only about 7,600 slaves ended up in Europe. Whereas it was like millions that ended up in the Americas. So. Yeah, well, it, wasn't, it wasn't. So, like, it's a very, a big, very huge small amount. Thing. Yeah. So, while we're talking about um, actors in this, um, like, we, we talked about Christoph Waltz, and he was really great in that. He kind of plays like the smooth talking, smart guy. But, uh, but um, Jamie Kennedy, or not Jamie Kennedy, ja- Jamie wow. Foxx. I haven't heard that name in a long Fox time. Shit. God, I'm going every Jamie. Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy. The Jamie Kennedy experiment. You guys remember that? Oh, I do remember. <sighs> All right. Malibu's Most Wanted. God, oh yeah, God, imagine that movie with him in that. would be so racially insensitive. Oh Jamie, Ken- Jamie Kennedy has blackface. No, so, but, uh, but no, um, he's, he's great in this though. Like he, he Jimmy has like Fox, Jimmy yeah. Fox, he has several modes. Now, Jamie Fox is, yeah, he's really awesome. He goes from, you know, he, like depending on where he's at, he's either has that like demure downplayed like slave attitude and, um, and, other, and otherwise, he um, he can, like, really be, like, a confident, like, you know, badass other times, depending on what situation he's in and what he's doing. He does have some pretty good range in, in this as well, right? Yeah, great range. I think I think he plays, like, a really good badass, like, hero. Yeah. Like, he's, like, the hero. Like, he's kind of, I guess he's kind of, like, a regular dude. And then, like, he's put into these situations. I mean, like, as regular as, like, a s- slave. Could be at the like, time. Yeah. We have to, like... We have to um, relate to this guy, but I guess I guess like it's hard to do that because we, we you know we didn't grow up with like that life, right? But you know we all have things that like kind of hold us back, and we like seeing people come from like the very bottom and then like oh, going yeah, to the very top. Like you can see this guy's character arc, like and the help that he had from his like mentor. It's like mm-hmm. he was given this opportunity, and he like he just became like super super like gunslinger badass, yeah. like super badass yeah. like superhero type guy yeah what i like though is like it's speaking of that range is like you know he even when he's like very early on in his like career like when he's shooting the brittle brothers who whipped his wife he's got that i like the way you die boy like line which is really badass but then when schultz is telling him the story of Broomhilda, mm-hmm. he looks like a kid like because he's yeah. like he wants it's story time <laughs> there's still some childlike wonder left yeah so it's nice it was very nice to see him like sit down like Okay, tell me, tell me the story. It's like, it was, it was a fun story. <laughs> well, and I mean, I, I think part of it too has to do with the fact that, you know, it's, he probably wouldn't have been as excited if it wasn't yeah. like the story of his wife's name. Yeah. But that was like, it's kind of like a way for him to connect with his wife mm-hmm. who he doesn't know where she is. And, um, you know, to feel like he's hearing about her, I think, even though she's not there. And it yeah. was, I think it was a little bit of the kind of dynamic between the two characters as well. Yeah. Like he was kind of almost, I don't want to say almost slightly like a father figure to him because yeah. he was kind of teaching him things. He like, mentor. he took him under his. Yeah. Brain. Really. Yeah. Mentor relationship. He's so, I mean, he was lessons. kind of like, kind of like this, like it wasn't like yeah that set in stone or anything, but it was kind of like that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and the, the other, the, the last of the major actors in this would be uh, Leonardo who, uh, plays this really like yes yeah, sleazy but like like pretentiously classy like you know for southern slave owner yeah 
who's in the uh, Mandingo. This is the the Mandingo fighting, which it, which historically, yeah, wasn't a real thing. That'd be like taking your tractors and just ramming them into each other. Yeah, like for, from an economic standpoint. But like that that perspective of they are just their chattel. Yeah. Then I can do with them what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that that attitude is yeah. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true to fact that. Yeah. You know, I can, I'll sell you, I will make you um, create more slaves. The, you know, you have to breed with um, this particular person so that I can take your children and make them into my slaves. I can, you know, I can sell you, I can beat you, I can breed you, I can, I can kill you, I can do whatever I want because you are chattel, you are mm-hmm. not human yeah it was even though like yeah mandingo wasn't it seems like it wasn't a real thing like they and they wouldn't do that for economic reasons yeah the the whole idea of the mandingo fighting i think in this movie was like you were saying like the control but also just to show the savagery it's like an analogy for the savagery Mm -hmm. and i even though visual shorthand yeah, yeah even though um uh you know they weren't like maybe fighting each other to the death death I believe that they were just trying to show like, you know, like this stuff could have happened. Like yeah. there was a lot of like, you know, dehumanization, dehumanization and savagery going on with people back in those days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this other is people. And when they first meet uh, Miss Your Candy mm-hmm. is uh, that that's the one of the other themes you see is like uh, the theme of how beer plays into um, people's relationships. Because when uh, Schultz is first explaining what he does and who he is, he's getting Django a beer. And he's acting yeah. as a bartender, basically, and says, I- I'm going to pour you a beer. And it's like two people having a drink after a long uh, trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mr. Candy, after his uh, slave wins a fight and beats someone's head in with a, with a yeah, hammer. He, he sends him. He gives him a beer, but yeah. that's more as in, here's your reward for murdering somebody. Oh, uh, yeah, it was in a bottle, and he didn't prepare it for him. He didn't anything. prepare it, just popped it off, have somebody else do it. But also, it's, it's more like, it's just another way of, like, here's your reward for, like, being a slave, as opposed to, Hey, let's have a drink together. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting hmm. point. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of like this um the separation. But yeah, there's a lot you can look into that, but yeah, that's that's pretty They did that for a reason yeah. to try to show like the separations like it's like you're you're my property and I'm using you and like you're my star, so I'm treating you this is me treating you well versus like like two people having a beer together, it's like, hey, we went on this trip, and I'm gonna make like a beer for you. Yeah, and then we're gonna drink it together. I'm, I'm gonna propose a deal with to you. Yeah, you know, it's something that um, is kind of interesting too about how they look at um, a little bit of the interplay between the white culture and the the black slave culture at the time. Is Django tells Schultz that a black slaver is lower than the black house servant. Um, and that's that's not from the perspective of the white people, because if you are a um, slaver, a black slaver, the white people will think that you have status. They'll give you status. They will treat you better. Mm-hmm. But you see it with the black folk the slaves who look at Django when he's mm. playing this role, he's a traitor. He has betrayed the other slaves. He is disgusting. Um, and that's 
And then you, we end up meeting Samuel Jackson's character, and he is the head house servant. And he's the actual traitor in this scenario, like to, to his people. Right. So he, Django's role, if it would have been, you know, real as the, the, the slaver, would have been even lower in the perspective of the rest of the slaves yeah. than Samuel Jackson's. Because Samuel Jackson, you know, there's... And there's so much freaking psychology that that's been studied about this. When you give um, someone power over other like folk, um, they can become cruel, especially when you're you're looking at like from the the, the slavery perspective. Um, they take on it's almost like a Stockholm syndrome in a way, and they take on kind of the same mentality and the same savagery as their white masters um and they will treat other black slaves even more poorly sometimes than the the white masters might Mm. um because it's they're maintaining their status because they are safe um and if so it's, they will defend the system in which they're in. Yes. And which which Samuel L. Jackson's character does. He he puts on this act of weakness. You know, like a, that surprised me the first time I saw it when like he's finally about to die and he like he just like drops the cane, stands up straight, and starts talking regular. Mm-hmm. And like he's not like <laughs> yeah. putting on a whole act, like laughing at Mr. Candy's jokes way right. too much. And you can see when he goes to the back when they're all like I guess they're all cooking and stuff. Yeah. Like he has a different persona yeah, for, when he's yes. talking to everyone else. Yeah. And when he's like in front of the white. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And there's, I mean, they've done like major psychology studies about all of this and you can sort of like replicate that kind of, of, uh, paradigm in real time in a variety of different ways. You can, I mean, was it the Stanford prison experiment is kind of sort of, you know, similar where you give someone power, um, they abuse it. Mm -hmm. And so that's, kind of sort of what you would have seen from like a house slave um someone who in the white folks perspective has more status has um more respect um than the other slaves but the other slaves look at this person as just the worst oh yeah lowest scum and so the slavers would have been even worse than that because they are the ones that are like actively Sell, selling their people into bondage. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of interesting to see how they showed that. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's actually a really important um, bit of conversation that the film had about that psychology. Okay. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. The, the, the movie, I mean, I'm not the one who's, you know, can say this, but Quentin Tarantino did a very good job of making this film like almost a historical, it is a historical piece, right? But also analogous, yeah, uh, analogous to like modern society as well. And it's funny that someone like Tarantino would be able to kind of like figure out all this shit and like touch on it and everything, touch on like. I guarantee he had help. Yeah. (laughs) It was really, it was like, it wasn't entirely a white perspective. You can tell that there was like some black perspective oh, yeah, he, stuff going on. Quinn Tarantino, he 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 probably supplied the spaghetti western portion. 
Yeah. He, he made a real, like you said, like when the movie started, like this looks like an Italian crew probably yeah. filmed parts of this. Great cinematography, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, phenomenal. Like they found like some of the best parts of the the, the American West. But yeah, it, just, it does feel like analogous to, you know, today. And, you know, these movies are always, they're always like going to talk about today. They're not just pure historical pieces. Yeah. They're always going to talk about like black yeah, and white have to. culture. Yeah, 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 for sure. But. Yeah, I I can't go too deep into it, but it looks like there's just a lot of stuff because you know I don't I'm I have my ideas of what they're being analogous to to today's society, but I'm just not gonna go there because <laughs> I'm not sure what they're saying. But I have I ideas like involving like professional sports and police and stuff, so I'm not gonna. But it does seem like <laughs> there's I think the best filmmakers find a way to make their stories connect with what is currently happening in society, you know, whether it's a positive or negative take on what's happening. If you can tie in what your story is telling to what's happening around people at the time that you are telling the story, um, then it, it definitely makes a difference. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think, that wraps it us up for today. Yeah, because you you have you have a fancy dinner. We're going to where are we? You said you're going to the Olive Garden, right? No, no, you the Olive Garden. Yeah, you're going to the Olive, <laughs> the Olive Garden. Listen, when you're there, no. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're there, your family obviously you're gonna go there. No, we're gonna go get crunk. Oh yeah, you're going to some brewery. So that being yeah. said, uh, we're we're gonna keep secret what our next movie is because we don't know if we can actually find it. God damn it. So maybe you already freaking. It will be a ten. Uh, it will be okay. It'll be a, a Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino yeah. film. It will be. How many weeks are in this month? I think it's a solid four. I th I thought it was it was more than that. I think I there's. Said, I said a solid four. Let's. So maybe uh, so it might be a week five. Okay, it's it's four. It's four. There's four weekends. Four weeks. So yeah. So look, where, where are we at? There we go. Oh, speaking of Quentin Tarantino stuff, this is like something he put in one of his movies. Probably. This outro sting. It is inspired by the sounds of a Tarantino film. Yes. So that being said, I'm Spike. I'm Samantha. Uh, and I'm Victor. <laughs> gotcha. Different. <sighs> I was so... <laughs> I was this close. And thanks for listening to the Transmit Podcast. We'll, see we'll you catch next. you next time. Motherfucker. <laughs>